Hello and welcome to the Wandering Posty podcast. Podcast where I sit down for about roughly an hour and speak to an interesting person, well, any person, about their lives. I believe everyone has an interesting story about how they got to where they are and this podcast endeavours to share that story. This week I sit down with a family friend, Siobhan, and we sat in Centennial Park, so there is a little bit of background noise, not too much. It was a beautiful day. And I really thank Siobhan for sharing her story with me, and I hope you all enjoy it. Um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like all of them, it's a great one. Um, and enjoy the show. So, you've never done a podcast before? Never. How does it feel? I feel privileged. <laughs> privileged? <laughs> really? Yeah. So, who are you? How do I know you? My name is Siobhan. Yep. You don't, have to say, you don't have to say your last name. You don't even have to say your name if you don't want to. No, I say my name. Okay. I'm Siobhan. I don't, like, we did, yeah, we're family friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know you, you since that? birth? Yeah. Well, I haven't known you since birth. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing, how are we? Are we doing each other since birth? Maybe two. You've known me since I was born. Two or three, yeah, or something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. And how old are you? I am 24. Turned 25 in December. And um, I don't know how to start this. How do we start this? I don't know. Where let's start. Let's start. Oh no, we can do. Yes. Have you heard about this um, this new story down in Victoria? Mm. Well, actually. What do you think about what's going on in the world at the moment? I think the world's just a bit fucked, but... Oh, can we swear? Of course. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think there's been so many underlying issues that have been sort of there, but pushed away, pushed away, pushed away, and seems mm-hmm. that everything's gone into lockdown. They've sort of resurfaced, mm-hmm. and everyone sort of feels like they can have a voice, and nothing's yeah. sort of being shut down. Yeah. And all the... And because there's technology now, all the issues are getting, like, streamed straight away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's everything's so instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. So if the pandemic had happened 30 years ago, mm. uh, and that guy had got killed yeah. 30 years ago. We, we would never have gotten to where it's gotten. Oh, well, I guess people were getting killed 30 years ago. You just didn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't as instant. Exactly. The news. So let's start with this. What mm. is the Siobhan story? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Randwick. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so my dad raised me with both sides of my grandparents. Yeah. My mum left when I was, like, a baby. How old? I would have been... Well, I don't really remember. Like, only from, like, what I've been told. I believe I was around, like, one. Really, that possibly? young? Possibly, yeah. And and she just packed up and left? Packed up what? and... Well, I don't really... I, I don't really know. So, like... When I, when I was like little, apparently there would be things like she would just like get up and leave me in the apartment and... Or your dad was at work? Yeah. Okay. And then one day, apparently she just like lost it and was like, I'm leaving. Dad came home with his work stuff cut up and stuff like that and just me in the apartment and dad was like, I think enough's enough. And then she, I believe, I don't know, I think she tried to get custody, but then there was like a legal thing. But then her parents, like my nunna and pa, stood by my dad in yep. the court hearing and that's why they ruled me to be taken in by dad. So she did try to fight for you? Yeah, she did. And I think she wanted to take me to Melbourne. Right. I think. And then your grandparents were like, no way. No, nah, like Siobhan's not leaving, staying here, staying here with me, like us dad, like my dad's like parents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, so you, and that was like when you were one year? One yeah. Year. Yeah. Would have been baby. And um, Baby, baby. And I'm, I'm guessing you ask your dad about it. Yeah. And and what does he say about it? He, I don't know, I think he's just, he's just so scarred and I think he, she really hurt him sure. by leaving. And I think because sure. I was so early on in their relationship as well, I think they were only dating or if they were dating, it was only like three months in or so. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then to my a, knowledge. And then had a baby. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think she wanted to give it up or I don't know if it was a thing to give it up as much as is is today or is it was yeah i don't really know how i mean like what runs through your head when it comes to like um why didn't she stay in sydney i think i don't i don't i think it maybe just got so overwhelming for her mm-hmm. and i think postnatal depression probably wasn't so much mm. talked about 
Okay. And then I think as well, becoming like, a, now that I'm older and I'm becoming a mother, you've got this thing that's just relying on you. It's never going away. Like crying, needing sure. attention. And if you're not feeling good yourself sure. and you need some love, how can you give love to something else Sure. that doesn't have a voice? Sure, sure. And I mean, 23 years on, 24 years on. Yeah. Has she come back at any stage? So I remember when I was five, Mm-hmm. She, I used to, because like Aunty Diane was a receptionist and I was yeah. like obsessed with Aunty Diane. So I'd always want to answer the phone. Okay. So I would always send school holidays at Nunner and Pars. Mm-hmm. And every time someone would ring, I'd be like, like I would just answer it like a receptionist. And okay. I remember this one day, it was like this weird lady and she's like, I want to speak to like your Nunna, like Dolores. And I was like, it's weird that this person said Nunna. All right. And then ended up being my, ended up being like Debbie. Really? Yeah. So then after Nunna came in the room and was like, oh, do you want to speak to her on the phone? And then I was just so excited. Like I spoke to her on the phone probably about like 15 minutes or so. So you did speak to yeah. her? Yeah. Okay. And then I remember like asking her for an address. I wanted to sell her, send her a colouring in. I got really sure. excited and I never heard from her till I was about 16. She added me on Facebook. Okay. And tried to like reconnect on Facebook. Okay. And then I was just so anti that. And I was like, you haven't been in my life. I was a bit angry. And I think at that age as well, I had mm. such an, like an attitude. And I was like, and at the end of it, I remember vividly, she said, love mum. Yep. And I was just so angry at the world. I was like, nah. 16 teenager, of course. Yeah. Like I didn't accept it as well. You have every right to be. And especially over Facebook as well. Yep. Yep. Definitely. But I mean, like... Maybe it was her way of reconnecting. I'm, I'm not making was. excuses for No, her. no, no. I think it was. And maybe that's her, in her own way, the only way that she knew how to. Yeah. Or she saw the opportunity and then she reacted on that. Yeah. And that was the last time. Well, and then randomly, like, I would get a message. Like, I got myself off Facebook just because, like, I just felt, like, triggered by it. And I just hated how she could sort of see everything. Yeah. Um, and then she tried to... She found me on Instagram and tried to message me on Instagram. Yeah. And, like, just being, like, a few random... Right. To and fro, but that's... Okay. Yeah. So she still tries now? She still... Oh, I haven't heard from her probably in, like, two years. Okay. And you have no inkling to go and kind of... No, I don't. See her? No, I don't. Because I feel like I have so many mother figures in my life. Yeah. Like, I have my nunna, I have my grandma, like, I had Aunty Diane, I have Z. Yeah, yeah. Like... And do you know where she is at the moment? I know she's in Melbourne. Okay. That's all. Do you, do you know she's got another family or? Well, I've tried to stalk. Sure, of course. Like, <laughs> and she's had two other kids. Okay. I believe, like from my stalking, and I think they've been taken away. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they've been taken away by docs. Okay. And it seems to be she's in this weird sort of relationship with this other fellow, but I don't know, it just looks okay. a bit odd. I can't put the pieces together fully. And then I sort of gave up. I was like, this is weird. Okay. How old would she be now? She would have to be like late forties. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, like only time will tell if you connect with her at a late yeah. stage. Yeah, I'm like know, maybe like... even like when I have my own children. Sure. Maybe, but I don't know. At the moment, like at the moment, like I have no real urge. Sure. If the other kids have been taken away, would you have? Uh... I would love to like kidnap them, but I'm like, is that a thing? <laughs> well, would you? Would you kidnap? Would you, is yeah, there a way I'd of love to. Well, I don't know if they're in the, like the system with docs and stuff. If there's an age of external family mm. reaching out to them, if they are with another family. But you've thought about it. I have thought about it. Okay. But then at the same time, then I don't want to upset my grandparents too. Do you think that would upset? Them? I don't know. I think because yep. they've had to cut her out because she hurt them pretty bad. Sure. That sure. I just well, don't. Her daughter. Yeah. And they haven't heard from her either. No, well, I know. Part the last time they spoke. Park found, they went through the police, got her number when Aunty Diane passed, mm-hmm. told her that Aunty Diane passed, and apparently she just didn't really show any sort of care. Were they the towards... only two daughters? Yeah. Okay. And sons? No, just the two girls. Okay. So they've been purely brought up by your father? Yeah. And he has a partner? Yeah. Okay. So he, so when I was, when I was seven-ish, yeah. he remarried. Okay. And she was like, honestly, the typical like wicked witch of the West. Like she was like, honestly, <laughs> such like an evil. Evil from no mother to like. Yeah, a she was like so evil. And I remember at the end, like sort of, it got to a point that she was like, either it's like my relation, like our relationship, or Siobhan. Oh really? Yeah, and the poor thing as well had Lachlan, 
um, which because I've got a half brother mm. who's now 13. Mm. Um, but when I think he was about one, she I remember an argument. She would just say like, I only sort of got together with you because I just wanted a baby. Oh really? With your dad? Yeah. Hey, your dad has gone through a hard like time. He's a strong man. He? Yeah. The uh, poor thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But they're still together now. Well, no, they divorced. Okay. The poor love. But now he's in this relationship with this like beautiful woman. Her name's Rosie, and like so happy in love. She has a step. She has a son who's the exact same age as me, born in the October. Yep. Um, and then a daughter who's 28 now, I believe, who just right. got married like last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they're like really good people. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you, you have a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Definitely have a family. But I mean, like, it's, it's, it's a all testament scattered. to you growing up so put together. Yeah. After beginning like that. But I think everyone that I've had in my life, like, even though it's like not a conventional family, there's so many different role models. Sure. Sure. So many different role models. To even like hanging out with like you guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like sure. I've always had like different sort of family environments around to sort of see like how families work in yep. a sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So during those teenage years, yeah. were you that teenager, that rebel teenager because of it mm. all and blamed it on that? Or was it A little bit. A little bit. I think when I was fifteen, I think that started to happen. Yeah. 15 and then okay. like 16 was like naughty got fake ID had yeah. my 17th birthday at a club in the cross <laughs> but I mean like everyone yeah. does that but like yeah I, d I never blamed dad yeah. never blamed dad oh, oh. and I never sort of had any resentment the only sort of like resentment and sadness I ever sort of felt in the whole situation probably was losing Auntie Diane yeah okay yeah I think in the whole situation sure sure so, I think that was the only real pain. Yeah, really. Out of all, like this, I think him breaking up with the ex, like the stepmom, like that was pretty painful. Was it painful because you didn't like to see your dad so hurt? Yeah, broken? so hurt and okay. broken because there was a fight. There was a really bad fight, and then she sort of got physical with me and like threw me in the room, and then like like went to hit me, and then dad grabbed her and was like, "Get away from my daughter." Sure. But then she called the police on my dad and tried to say that he was physically assaulting her. So then my poor dad had to go through this whole legal thing. It went to court and everything. Yeah, oh, and like wow. it full got wiped out. But like okay. you can see what happened. Yeah. But just seeing my dad go through that, like such a kind, loving man, and like women sort of tear him down, just sort of sure. like broke me. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. How old were you when that happened? I was thirteen. So it was like Arnie Diane passed when I was twelve, and then that thirteen. Okay, it's when that happened. Yeah. Yeah, right. So it was all around the same sort of. So you've really, we've really started this pretty deep. <laughs> right in there. <laughs> the um, so that so that that'll happen when you're one year old. Mm. So, yeah, let's go to like thirteen. <laughs> so then, I mean, like, when you were that young, mm. I mean, I couldn't imagine mm. what it's like going to school and people asking you. Where's yeah. your mum? And like, how did you deal with that? I would just say, I'd just be I was totally open and honest. Like, she ran away. She left. Like, ran away when what, I was and one. And what did the kids... Everyone's always like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, sort of never affected. Like, no, nah, don't be sorry. Like, I'm fine with, like... Sure. Yeah. But I wonder, like, you know, kids are cruel at school. No, I'd never... No one was ever cruel about it. Really? Yeah. Right through primary mm, and high school? Never. Okay. I never found that was an issue. Like, touch wood. Like, kids okay. are so cool, but never had that being an issue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you hear, you know, parents running, or mum and dad, even passing away or running away, and then yeah. the kids just grow up so angry. And, yeah. And that kind of thing. But, but you've had... You've had nothing of that, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. No, nothing. And I think as well, like, there's so many different like parental figures as well sort of helping sure. that and like every like dad had a different way like my grandma had a different way like my nana and pa had a different way yeah. like z had a, sort of seeing all those personalities like sort of nurture and like talk me through and like sort of just yeah. be there in a different way yeah like i think that helped a lot too okay. yeah and um getting back to her yeah mom, and that's all you know about her yeah it's all i really know about her and you haven't tried talking to the partner she's with Nah, I can't really find anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's a dramatic change in like what she looks like from like the photos that I've always been shown yeah. to like what she looks like now. Can you see yourself in her? No. 
at all. I can't. So you look more like your father? No, I look I look like more like dad and I feel like I look like just looking at her, like look like Aunty Diane, more like same colouring, same like everything, but like yeah, more dads. Like me and dad have same colouring eyes, like the freckles, like all that stuff. Whereas yeah. she was more like like that woggy sort of like black hair, like darker features. Okay, okay. And sort of like tall and like slender. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And and uh, if she was reach out to your grandparents. Yeah. Which is her parents. Yeah. What would they, what would I their reaction be, you think? I think they'll just shut her out. Would they? Yeah. Okay. I really think they're to a point that they're just like, nah, I had to cut you. Like, I don't know. I think the way that they've just sort of seen it, they've just like totally like cut, cut her out. Was, and there, like, was there any hope there at, at any stage? I think the hope there was for them if she came back when Aunty Diane passed and was compassionate to that situation. Okay. But I think with her sort of being like, Nah. Yeah. And like not even coming to the funeral or anything like that. I think that broke them to a point that they're like, nah, no more. No more. Okay. So when you grew up, when I mean, you grew up on it with your father and yeah. these, these other ladies and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did your dad, was your dad uh, dating a lot, whatever? And nah, we... he would never bring a woman home. Okay. Ever. Like the only women I met was like um, Josie. Yep. After enough full on dating, and then I remember when he just started dating Rosie. There was she was the she managed the bowling club where Dad liked to drink. Okay. And there was this one night I, w- I remember it so clearly. I was in year I was just beginning year twelve, mm-hmm. and I made Dad a roast dinner because he played bowls on a Saturday. And I was like, Nah, I'll cook dinner for you, and it'll be ready by seven when you're home. Because yep. he's always come home a bit pissed and happy. Sure. This one night, like he wasn't home to like I I did not hear from him until eight thirty, and I was getting worried. Mm-hmm. I called the club, I was like, now that he left like two hours ago, and I was like, well, he's not home, like, where is he? Called family, I started to get so, like, I was getting so worked up. Mm -hmm. Ended up rocking up at 9pm, so happy and being like, I met this lovely lady, like, so pissed. And I was like, I thought you died, like, everyone said you left, like, I made you dinner, like, where have you been type thing. Um, And then the next night she came over and met her. But they're the only ever two women. Really? He's always kept that, like, separate. Never, like, brought a strange woman home. Okay. Where we lived, like, yet, ever. So he still grew up in a very nurturing house. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He was such a gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So then after that, during, during, I mean, like, got out of school. Yep, got out of school. I just, I got, did my HSC. Yep. Hated, I wasn't, oh, I didn't hate school, but I wasn't the type to sit in the classroom. Yep. Then I didn't know what I wanted to how, do. How did you, how'd you go in your HSC? Mm, I passed all my grades. Like yeah. I did get, like I think my worst subject was maths and I think I got like 61%. Right. Percent. Okay. But my ATAR was like shocking. I think I got something like 41 Right. is my ATAR. Yep. Absolutely shocking. Is that, I mean, we didn't have ATAR. So the ATAR was like what you get from the grading of the subjects that you choose and the percentage and all the subjects that I did. I did food technology, hospitality, like... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and did you move? Sh- you didn't move straight into real estate, did you? No. So I started in beauty therapy. Okay. So, no, actually, no. I'm lying to you. I did hairdressing. Okay. So I was, when I was in high school, I had a part-time job. I did hairdressing on Saturdays. Yep. And I also did. I was a, worked at a pizza shop on Wednesday nights. Real right. Okay. Yeah. During high school, and then after high school, I thought I'd do my apprenticeship in hairdressing, mm-hmm. and went to a beauty college. Tried to do it full time, and just like. No good. Didn't like it. And then I got an apprenticeship to do beauty therapy. Yep. So I thought it'd be cool, like, doing laser and all that sort of stuff. Yep. But ended up being, like, the most disgustingest job. Okay. Like, just gross. <laughs> of course. How did you think it was going to be? I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so many girls in, you, you know, in, in school want to want to do beauty. But it's not beauty. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just waxing hairy. The glamorous side of it. And that's Not it. glamorous at all, at yeah. all. And it's hard work before you get paid as well. Yeah. Uh, so when did, like stepping back, Yeah. I'm, I'm losing myself in the time. No, you're right. But stepping back, mm. um, you're very close to Auntie Diane. Yeah, so close. Um, and then how old were you when she passed? I was 12. I just started high school. So you're seven. Okay. So that was a big, second big sort of tragedy of your life, really. Yeah, such a big tragedy. And, um, she passed away from, from cancer. cancer, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like, how did you feel during that time? I just felt so broken and lost. Yeah. And I felt like as well, like, 
I don't know if there's ever a goodbye, but sort of never, I never really had that goodbye. Yeah. Like I remember the night before she passed, I think you were actually there. I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. And she, came, she never left the bed and she actually, I remember she came up and sat next to me in the, in the armchair. Okay. And then I just remember being so moody and I was like, oh, I just want to go home and like I'm sort of over kept coming to the hospital because I didn't actually realise what was happening. Yeah, which one we thought. Yeah. Yeah. And then that morning though, like she passed and I was like, why couldn't I just sort of be more present within that moment? Sure, sure. And that's like my that's biggest regret. That's something you carry through. Yeah. You always that now. Yeah, I always just remember sitting, not realising that she hadn't got up out of bed in so long yeah. and that she did that to sat next to me. Yeah, yeah. And then I sort of just wanted to get home. And then the next morning I was like, that, that opportunity's gone. gone. Yeah. But I'm sure she didn't see it the same way. No, nah, not at all. The, um, not at all. Because I can remember me and Marnie seeing her on the way to the airport. Yes. And then we flew out to Sicily. Yes. And then by the time we'd got, got to Sicily, Sicily, then she'd, yeah. She'd passed away, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a tough time because we left that room and we... No. We turned to each other and was like... Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because you knew her since you were born, really. Since, Would you? You know what? You know the funny story with her? Is? Yeah. Um, we met her, I was about five. Yeah. Or six. Yeah. And I remember Arnie Lena, she came out to Kellyville. Yeah. Having dinner. Yeah. And um, I was sitting there. <laughs> 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 I was sitting there, kind of like this. Yeah. Right, on the chair. Yeah. And, uh, and I had a hole in my pants. I was wearing oh, any no. underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Arnie Lena was always hanging out. Come on. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. So that's that's, that's what, the first memory. That's the first memory of of, of Diane. Yes. That's hilarious. And, uh, and then we all loved her. Yeah. After that for, for, for many years. How could you not? Yeah. And um, and yeah. So. So yeah, like for Adam it would have been, he knew her. Yeah, since he was born, since he was whole born. life. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got through your second tragedy. Yeah, there. that's the second tragedy. <laughs> and is there any good coming up? Yeah, like, well then, yeah, then, then I was, I guess there's like another tragedy as well. When I was like finishing high school mm -hmm. and then I was in that really awful relationship. Okay. And then I broke my leg by getting run over by a taxi. Explain. Yes. So tell, I was, tell us the story. So I went out for dinner in Surrey Hills. Okay. It wasn't that late. It was probably about like 10 o'clock. We are going to go back to a friend's house in Botany. Okay. There was probably like eight of us in the maxi taxi. Okay. One of the boys just was like an absolute drunken dickhead. Okay. And like didn't pay his full fare. And like we all thought he paid. And then he got out and was carrying on. And as I was getting out, the taxi driver accelerated off and the sliding door flung me out. I fell over and then he ran over both my legs. So hang on, so you were in the taxi? Uh, yeah, so I was at the back, in the back in a maxi taxi. So I had to climb out. And then he took, he's taken off with you half in, half out. Yes. You, you, I fell out and then he ran over both my legs. Back tyre? Yeah. Over both your legs? Yeah. And um, what was... I just re I don't see I don't remember too much. I remember You're being on drunk. the ground. No, I wasn't that drunk. I think okay. I was in shock. I remember yep. being on the ground like shaking. Okay. And then a few of my friends came over like Siobhan, stop being a fucking dickhead. Like stop carrying on. I was like I actually can't feel my leg. Yeah. Like it felt weird. It was like it's like I couldn't like I just remember shaking and I couldn't feel the bottom bit of my leg. Yeah. Um. And then they're like, come on, like you're pulling. Like they actually thought I was just joking to like be yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, nah, like, I, and I just remember shaking and like crying. They're like, no, she's like, she's serious. One of the boys had to like pick me up and carry me off the road because I was in the middle of the road. And I remember the excruciating pain, bottom bit of my leg, like. Just one leg or both? Yeah, no, just one leg. Okay. Just one leg. Um, and then, so I just remember shaking there with one of my friends patting me on the head. Yep. And then the ambulance came. And then I just remember being in the ambulance and they gave me a green whistle. Yep. And then I remember the one, the ambulance guy, he was so cute. I don't even know if he was in real life or not, or if I was just like high off the green whistle. But I remember him being so cute. It was like, okay, we're going to have to cut your shoes and your pants off. I was like, you cannot cut my new shoes off. Like, you have you to untie them. But I was like, shouldn't you take me out for dinner first before you take my pants off? I, just, I was like, oh my God, I cringe at it now. I was like, it's pretty funny. You I just know, remember that. Do you know what? 
One of my really good mates is a paramedic. Well, there you go. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Re rekindle. <laughs> um, and then I just remember sort of being in hospital. And then I remember dad coming in. It would have been like, I don't know, I'm assuming like middle of the night, 1am, like freaking out. Because they just said I had an accident. I was in hospital. And then I actually tell him what happened. Sure. Yeah. And then so I remember. Probably better. Yeah, probably. But then he was like, he, I think he was expecting the worst. When I was like up, like making jokes and stuff he's like oh you're actually not yeah, as bad as i thought but then i had to wait 24 hours for surgery what was your injury so i broke my tibula and fibula so it was like my bone was fully out my leg was like compound, yeah compound fracture skin. yeah okay. out of the skin everything so i remember when i first got there they had to hang on let's go back you had your bone out of the skin and your yeah. friends were like, she's just joking. They were like, I was wearing long jeans. Okay. Yeah, so I was wearing like black long jeans, couldn't see it. I couldn't see the black? I guess not. Dark night time, winter, mm -hmm. like August. Yeah, okay. And so you broke your tibula and fibula? Yeah, so compound fracture. Uh, waited 24 hours for the surgery? Yeah, so then that, that um, I don't know what it's called, but I had to have a fasciotomy. That to cut either side of my calf because of the trauma. My leg was actually like, explode like I don't know how, what, how it works but they have to cut either side of the muscle because okay. the muscle like explodes I, okay. I don't understand how it works but then they had to I cut either side of my leg and I had drainage tubes in my leg for like four days draining all the fluid out of my muscle because okay. of the trauma of the broken wow. leg because they waited so long for surgery okay why did they wait so long because well, it was a Saturday night and they couldn't being Purely like just because I couldn't get a surgery was, yeah and there was like other more serious yeah, so then I waited till, I think it was like, I, I believe it was like around 10 a.m. on the Sunday. So it was like full okay. 24 hours. Okay, okay. Um, well, and yeah. then and in hospital for four days? No, I was in hospital for, I think it was close to a week. Is that right? Yeah, so I had so I had that hanging out, and then I probably had about four surge, three surgeries when I was in there. Okay. On my leg. Okay. And then got out. I snapped it all back into place. Snapped it all back into place. Cut. I put a rod, and I had a rod okay. down my bone and like screws on either end. And your other leg was fine? Other leg was fine. I just had um, tyre marks on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and then how long was the recovery after that? Oh, close to six months. Okay. Close to six months. Did you get any pain? Is it left yeah, leg? left leg. Not so much, only when it's cold. Okay. I can't run as per se or like jump box, like box, squat jumps, okay. whatever they're called. Yep. Can't really put any like high pressure on the knee. Right. It just feels odd. Okay. But apart from that, like it's pretty lucky. It's got, it's got there. Yeah. You're so young, I mean, like. Yeah. And like muscle memory as well, which they said like worked on my side. Did, did they? Yeah. I mean, like, I broke my arm last mm. December. <laughs> and it feel, even now, to do a push up, it still feels. Mm. How'd you do that? Skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> you had to put that in, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't even... <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone think that's so funny? No, 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 I find it funny. Uh, but still, like to do a push-up, even it. like now, put my arm straight, and you can see that's bent yeah. not the right way. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine if I had a broken one at 20... Uh, how old were you? Oh, I would have been ni 19. 19. Yeah. The recovery time at 19 Different. is a lot better than 40. Yeah. So, or 39. Yeah, me. exactly. Come on. <laughs> adding it on for yourself. <laughs> and and uh, any fallouts from, from, from that at all? Or, or not? Or what do you mean by fallouts? Well, like getting on down the track, like yeah. work, work or whatever. Yeah, so obviously I was doing beauty therapy at that time. Yeah. That had to stop because obviously I couldn't stand up, bend down, yeah. that sort of stuff. I was also in like a really, really bad relationship okay. that was really toxic. Okay. Um, and I was like spending so much time with him because I thought at that time like I just like wanted to be with someone and it was nice and I didn't realise how actually toxic it was. Mm -hmm. um, so then at that point I actually, I overdosed on Panadol. Really? That is, yeah. When it's quite sad. Really sad? Yeah. Uh, when you say you overdosed on Panadol. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Please. So I was like, so I was like just so overwhelmed. And I remember to this point, he would like never let me go out with him. 
And I just remember, like, I was at home, like, I was at his house, and he's like, nah, I don't want you out with me and my friends, blah, 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 you got a broken leg, like, all this stuff, and just, like, putting me down, putting me down. Wow. And then I just sort of, like, clicked it, and I was like, like, fuck this. Like, I could not see any sort of hope in life, as sad as that is. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish someone shook me and was like, it's a moment. Mm -hmm. Like, this boy isn't your life. This broken leg isn't your life. It's just by the bad things that you're doing that, like, this is happening. Like, just snap out of it. But in that moment, like, yeah, I just, I took 30 Panadol tablets and just put myself to bed. And, and what will 30 do to you? Well, so I was, then I was in bed mm-hmm. and then I was being really groggy okay. in the morning when I woke up and I was like, oh, okay, like I'm still sort of here. And I was like okay. sort of relieved. So what time of night did you do this? It's probably about 11. Okay. At night. You woke up at like 8 in the morning? Woke up at 8 in the morning. Like, was still here. I was like sort of relieved that I was still here. I was like, wow, like what did I do? Sure. But then I was in bed and just vomiting, vomiting. And I was like, nut, this is like, I'm a bit scared. And like he was in bed with me and he didn't realise what I did. Okay. And then he's like, why are you so sick? And then he looked over and actually saw. And he's like, nut, we're got, taking you to the hospital. Okay. And then went to the hospital. I knew, like, I remember Z coming and it broke my heart sort yeah. of seeing her. Really? And realizing like what I did, and I just remember being so like groggy and out of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't really remember too much, but I remember I nearly needed a liver transplant. Okay. Uh, so is that what it attacks your liver? Yeah, it attacks the liver because the liver can't process it. And okay. I also like stupid me, I took the slow releasing Panadol, the osteo one. Well, hang on, maybe that was the good. Thing. Yeah. Well, good. Th- yeah. Yes. Blessing. I actually never thought of it like that. <laughs> Blessing. A rapid one. Yes, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Things have been a lot different. <laughs> um, but you hear that? You, I mean, you, I have heard that before from, mm. from 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 people that have like jumped off a bridge and survived. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, as soon as they've jumped, they've thought, "What have I done?" Yeah. And is that the kind of? Yeah, it was just had? in the moment, and like just sort of like being like just sort of downplayed, making me feel like I was like worthless, and like having a broken leg, and like all these things, and not having freedom, yep. and like not sort of like sort of letting in my family, like letting them know how much I was actually sort of struggling with like broken leg and all this stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would have done it so differently. It was more just like a cry. I didn't even know. Like now I reflect on it. Like I'm like, why did I even? Well, you know, do that. 19. Yeah. Life's getting on top of you. Yeah. Give you that hard, no hard, way hard out. childhood. Yeah, and no way of like, I struggled with talking about my feelings then too. Yeah. So Just did not know how to communicate or know how I was feeling, I okay. don't think. Okay. Mm. And um, so you... Any messages for anyone that does wants to do that? Just like, I, that's why I just like, t- reach out to your family and like yep. talk to your family and like let them in. Like it's not that scary. People, people aren't gonna like think you're crazy. Like everyone has these thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like it's push your ego aside and just like ask someone for a hug or like let them know that things are on top of you or. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's amazing that 30 Panadol. 30 Panadol, something you can get at the shops so cheap. So dangerous. I bought a hundred panel for $2. So dangerous. It's so dangerous. So dangerous. And any age can go into a store and buy it. Yeah. It's crazy. You can go to Woolies. Anyone. I could send my 13-year-old brother to Woolies and like go, can you go pick me up some Panadol? Did you know that was a result? No. I didn't know what it was going to do. Like I actually, I actually did not know what it was going to do. But I just knew I wanted to like sleep and not feel any pain anymore. So did you... So you'd never heard of it before? No. <laughs> why, why well, because I was in the it? moment of like sort of, and it was there. And I was like, okay, done. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, no rhyme or reason. Yeah. No, nah, like I didn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, like, I didn't like sort of think, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It was sort of like so, in the heat of the moment, like, oh, there, boom. Okay. Just want to like sleep and end this pain. Yeah. Okay. And, and afterwards, I mean, like, what was the recovery like for that? Did you go see someone? Did well, you... yeah. So I was in, I was in ICU for three days. Yeah, I had this weird, I still have the scar on my neck, I can't remember what side, but they had put this weird drip thing, I, I don't even know what it is, sort of tried to shut it all, like, all out, but it was like this weird drip thing. Does it like clean your pulse Yeah, out, some form of cleansing, so there's a main artery that connects to something and sort of pumps everything out of your system. Okay. So I remember like being in there for that, because I was, I was on the cusp of needing a liver transplant. Okay. okay. It was quite scary. When the liver, they grows back, doesn't grows it? Grows back. So, so, um... Did they cut a bit of the liver out? No, right? none. So I did not need a surgery, need nothing. So like my liver like healed like that. I think in six months it was back to normal. 
with healthy eating and good okay. diet and like okay. sort of like holistic herbs and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. And, and how far? How long after the leg was that? Oh, so the leg was in August. I did that in October. Two months. Two months. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the body's really taken a beating in that six months. My poor body. It's a beautiful thing to see how like it transforms or recovers though. In hindsight, looking back, like fuck. <laughs> Again, at forty, who knows? Yes, who knows? <laughs> Can't be like that. Over. Yes, shit. And um, and and to this, they do think back at that time at all. I mean, yeah, it's like five years ago, really, yeah, isn't it? I do, I do. Um, at a point in my life now that I sort of want to use it to help people. Okay. And like use my, like, I don't know if I using my story or experience or like stuff like getting to that point and like realizing how much life changes. And if you've got a good frame of mind and good people around you yeah. and actually learn how to communicate and like learn like within, it's not that scary. Yeah. Like I just sort of want to use that for like young female, like any like young person. Yeah. But I just don't know how yet. Okay. okay. That's where I am at with it all. Um, have you reached out to anyone and said, hey, this is my story and this is... No, not what? yet. Okay. Maybe somebody's listening. Yes, maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. I mean, you've had an interesting 23, 24 Such an years. interesting, yeah. You like sit down and write a book. Yeah. Could uh, be an interesting book. It could be. Uh, but, but to this day now, yeah. after that experience, mm. uh, any meditation, uh, yoga, yeah. what's helping? Well, I, what's saw, I saw a psychologist for... For a year. Weekly, fortnightly? I would see okay. her, when it all happened, I saw her twice a week. Okay. And then it went to weekly, then it went to fortnightly, then it went to once a month. Okay. And she was the sort of one that, she she did psychology, but she also did Reiki healing. Okay. And that's sort of what delved me into sort of that sort of side of things, and like that holistic approach and like, right. like, yeah, just all of that sort of stuff and like to yoga and meditation and just sort of like how to slow down. Okay. Because no one really teaches anyone that unless it's like embedded like from family or like yep. but I just I was never aware of it in my growing up do you think it should be a, a school subject 100% okay 100% okay I mean like I've never I've never thought of it like that but it does make sense I think just sort of teaching kids like mindfulness and like meditate like on learning all different tools yep. like one week we'll learn how to journey one week we'll learn a form of meditation one week we'll learn a form of breath work one week we'll do yoga one week yep. we'll do Yep. Running or... Do you feel that at the moment now, mm. compared to back in my day, mm. there are a lot more kids that um, everything does get on top of them a bit quicker? Oh, well, because you can't run away from anything. You used to go home from school, you were in a safe environment. Yep. No one could contact you. Nope. Now, like... The phone. 24-7. And with Instagram and, like, cyberbullying, like, I'm lucky I grew up just as... Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of came into play when I was in year 12. Yep. But I still got a good, healthy high school experience without it. Yep. But now these... You, as soon as you hit year 12, could you tell the difference in like people starting to... Well, just like image, like this girl has this thing, this girl looks like that. Like it's sort of... And that's when sort of like that look of like the Kardashian sort of thing. And that's how your body should look. Okay. And that's how like more eating disorders in school. Okay. Like I had so many like girls that like like bulimia and like just really? yeah it's heartbreaking so young girls really take it to heart yep i mean look, i'm a 40 year old man help, well, me, help think, me understand no but even boys now too like is that right yeah okay like i met like one of the people that were like were selling out their their son had anorexia really yep okay and he was like this beautiful like boy but like he just thought he was fat but he was like tiny okay so it's, so, so it's all it's all Genders. As, as time changes, school schooling definitely has not kept up. No. I mean, I really think it should be an entrepreneur kind of subject. It's compulsory. Hundred percent. So you don't have to go work for. Somebody. Or even just like learning how to bloody do your tax, or what is tax, or how to save. Indeed. What's the point of saving for a rainy day? Or like how to book a f holiday. Yes. How to organise an itinerary, yes. or like how to like. Even just like learning simple business tools of like how to set up a business, what's an ABN, like just like all random stuff that no one teaches you. You kind of get to year 12, it's like... See ya. You've Good your, luck. <laughs> Good luck getting in. Yeah. You've got your timetables, well, you've got your algebra. Yeah. See ya. And then there's like a careers person, but like what are they really, they don't really sort of 
teach you anything. They just sort of go over like different things, have one person from one career talk to you and that's sort of it, good luck. Mm -hmm. That was like my experience with it. Have you thought about going into school, maybe going into school, well, I was even reaching thinking out to young of, girls? Yeah, I was even thinking of like going back and studying like psychology. Is that right? But then I'm like, I get so attached to people. I'm like, would I want to take everyone home with me? <laughs> but I'm like, would then if I did that, would then I learn to detach? It's a good question. I mean, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, They're all thoughts I've been having at the moment, especially like with so much time to think with COVID and everything going on too. Yeah. Sort yeah. of realise like what you sort of wanting out of life, being sort of made to sit still. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I mean, it's interesting that you've come through You've come forward through all that. Yeah. And you've turned out to be a pretty put together person. Yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> Again, I've, I've said it a few times this podcast yeah. now, but like it, it is, it is, it is great to see. Yeah, but I think I look back at it and like I think to some people like, what the hell? It's so much tragedy. But I sort of don't feel like it's like that. Yeah. Okay. Especially with who I am at the moment and like how far like I. Ha Sort of like the self-work and like what like learning about myself and learning what makes me happy and like what i actually do like as a person and yep. i don't know i just feel like that's a lifetime ago and i wouldn't even think about it it's in my life story anymore it's so bizarre yeah yeah and, and do you meditate every day or go to that reiki yep. healing every day no so i meditate every like i as soon as i wake up i journal okay. sort of just like, like i've got like a kind of yeah like i've got like a mantra at the moment like i'm calm i take my time just that sort of thing like what i'm grateful for any sort of like things I want to like manifest into my life. Sure. I pull a tarot card okay. in the morning and then I do do like a five minute meditation. Okay. And then I sage myself and put some essential oils on to yep. sort of protect myself for the day. Yep. And then evening, I sort of get home, like I sage myself, I do essential oils again. Mm -hmm. And then I do 10 minutes of like my legs up the wall before bed with a meditation. I've just heard about this Legs Up the Legs Wall. Up the Wall is life-changing. Well, do you know I used to do it a lot? Yeah. <laughs> but not because of the same reason as Yeah. You. Because a masseuse once told me to yeah. do it because it's good for your legs. Yeah. Not for anything well, else. Well, it's lymphatic drain, like everything. It's so good for everything and your nervous system relaxing. And I only, I learned it from yoga when I did restorative yoga okay. and they would put like a weight at your foot. So your foot sort of like that against the wall and it's sort of bending your toes back, making it all straight. Yep. And you're there for half an hour. Right. And you felt great afterwards. Yeah, it hurt. Like it's okay. hard to keep it up for half an hour with a weight on and everything. Yeah. But like afterwards, like you just feel like amazing. Like I've yeah. d probably dangerous me driving home because I felt like I was just like floating and high. <laughs> <laughs> and and the sage what does the sage do sort of just like protecting and clearing the energy i don't okay. know if it's mind over matter but right. i feel like i just like i feel everyone's emotions and i'm right. especially being in like my office it's such like a high energy like so many strong personalities can be yeah. so draining i don't know if it's like mind over matter of that protecting me from that yeah. but i think since i've been doing that i've just been feeling a lot less anxious I mean, how do you go, I mean, like, you seem like a pretty relaxed person, all mm. this stuff, and, but then you're working in real estate. Yeah. It's well, see, the reason why I liked real estate was not for that. It's like, I find it so happy, like, finding people their home. Okay. Not for, like, the money, not for the image. Like, I just, like, yeah. genuinely, like, I feel like home is such a nice, sacred space. Okay. And, like, I liked it for that reason. Right. Okay. And has it been everything you thought it would nah, be? No, total opposite. Of my course. Sh crappy industry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's the same. Don't want to say too much because anyone listens, but <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure you make. I'm sure. Listen, listen. I deliver to eight yeah. real estate agents. Yeah. And the people I talk to in them are all nice. Yeah. All nice. All lovely. I just think it's a cutthroat industry. Such cutthroat industry, and like it's just so manipulative, so much lying, like stealing, like not. No, no, no. I shouldn't say stealing, but like manipulating people to pay more money. Yeah. Like, it makes people icky, like that side of it all. But yeah. the nice side, like once you sold and getting people ready for their home, or like preparing home, like I love that bit. Yeah, okay. The rest, hate. Can you see yourself staying in it for? No. Yeah, okay. No. Okay. That's why I think I'm at the moment, I'm at a crossroads of what to do. Okay. And at the moment, like it's safe. Yep. And like I don't want to be safe. Okay. But I just don't know where. Well, you're 24, you're going to have to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Just get out and I know, I just don't know, I just don't know where yet. Yep. 
I'm sort of just waiting for, not a sign, but something. Because like I started, which has been so much fun, at my yoga studio that I train at, mm -hmm. she reached out, she's had a few health issues at the moment. Okay. Um, and she reached out and she wanted help with just organizing her emails, organizing events, like membership consulting and all of that. Mm -hmm. And like, I've been loving doing that. Yeah. But that's not sustainable as to do as like full-time work, but I think something Hey, it's a start. Yeah, it's, a, it's start. a start of delving into something new. And what, you know, what I've learned over the last, only the last year, mm. is like, I procrastinate about Same. so much stuff. And you stuff. just need to not, you and just need to fucking do it. You just need to do it and, and it, will, it will kind of snake its way mm. to wherever it goes. Yeah. But just start. And, and, it, if, and not being and scared it, of failure. No. And it, it, might, it might finish at the complete opposite of where you started. Yes. But as long as you're happy with that, it's who cares? Fine. Exactly. It's, it's, just it's getting just out of your own head and just doing. It's absolutely just instead of just starting. saying do tomorrow, do tomorrow, do tomorrow. It's like not do it now. Absolutely, absolutely. And it was it was that trip last year when I went to Costa yeah. Rica. Yeah. Really, like I was like oh, I opened you. Yep, yep. And uh, let's get into a bit of travel. Yes. You've done a little bit of travel. Yes. Well, I had like I did. I've done like when I was younger, like the whole Bali, <laughs> all that sort of. Thailand, all that sort of stuff. And then saved, saved, saved. And I went on like a three and a half month trip around Europe. Mm -hmm. It was like the best thing. I think yep. any like 20 something year old should just go on a trip like that by themselves. Absolutely. Honestly, I, I think don't go with your friend, like actually go by yourself Absolutely. and just like wing it and yep. just like meet people and like put yourself in like awkward fucked up situations just to sort of character build. And you think you come back the same person? No, totally different. Completely different. Completely different. Wait, before you left, what kind of person do you think you were? So lost. Okay. Just so lost. Yep. And just thinking that... I sort of went so lost thinking the trip would change me, but I came back so lost just knowing I want so much more out of the world. Okay. And how far after that was the whole ordeal with the Panadol? Oh no, that was after the whole ordeal with the Panadol. Yeah. So I had how, that, how, oh, how um, so I was like 19 there, probably three years after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're, okay. Loved it. Recommend to anyone. It's sort of like a celebration to myself. Like, yeah, you got through that. Yep. Like, now you're in this, like, you're lost in the world. Yep. Like, with no one around you. Look how strong you are. But don't you think it's a kind of like, you can see the beauty in being lost a little bit? 100%. I love it. <laughs> it's the best. And not knowing anyone, just walking on a street, being like, where the hell am I? But how bloody amazing is this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the reason I travel so, so yes. much. And this is the first year, eight years, I have not been away. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I did like a little trip to Byron and stuff like that, but I haven't been away for a year and a half now. Yep. Are you feeling the itch? Yes. Yep. You can see me twitching. I just want to go somewhere. And um, where do you see yourself in, you know, five, ten? Do you have a five-year plan, ten-year plan, fifteen-year plan? Not really. I know, I definitely know I do want to have children. Okay. Definitely want to have children. Yep. Obviously not in the next. Need to meet someone first. But probably in like 10 years yep. or so. Okay. 10 to 15 years, I'd like to have babies. Well, 15 years, I probably hope you have a baby. Like yeah, I know. Fuck how old. <laughs> My age. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hope I have children then. I don't know. I've always said I wanted like three to five kids. Wow. Yeah. I want a big family. Wow. You need to marry one of those real estate yes. agents. Just, yeah, need some money. <laughs> someone with money. Anyone listening? <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, I don't know. I just know. I think as well, because like I didn't have that mother figure, I know I have so much love to give and I just want to have that around me and like provide that. Yep. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. But I definitely do want to do more traveling. I don't necessarily think, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll still be living in Sydney or what. Like I'm not tied here, but at the same time, don't know where else I would be living. So, so, so Sydney might not be a possible. I'd be, I'd be, I'm honestly so open to anything at the moment point in time I don't really know I'm you sort would, of in the no man's lane crossroads at the moment you wouldn't miss your dad no like I would but I feel like I wouldn't I would like there's like if I'm living out of home you're really like you don't really see them that often as well like you see them what once a week like say if I live somewhere like near Marnie I'd so do farm life with all animals you'd live out that far 100% but it'd have to be sort of I'd do like coastal yep. farm life I'd okay. need water near me yeah yeah well I mean the Blue Mountains are beautiful. yes uh, I think we've touched on everything. I know. I think, how long are we going for? 50 minutes. 
Good on us. That went quick. <laughs> it goes very quick, doesn't it? Very quick. Uh, you, you, you were like, I don't know, it's going to go 25 minutes. Yeah, I'm like, what can we talk about? <laughs> Just, I think every, I think, uh, I like doing these podcasts because everyone has yeah. a story. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, like, uh, and I don't want this to be an interview. I want this to be like a free-flowing discussion, a conversation. Discussion. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, I, I mean, look, look at your story. Mm. It's just out there. It's, like, it's so interesting. It's, it's, it's we it's, like it's interesting. Yeah. It's 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 a little bit tragic, but it's a little well, not tragic. No, it's like blossoming. It is tragic, but it like blossoms into like good, exciting things. Exactly, exactly. And um, you know, I think it's a story. Like, a lot of people would like to hear because yeah. I mean, like um, going through losing losing a mother at such a young age, uh, but then turning out to be such a put together yeah. beautiful person. Yeah. Uh, but at the same you know, time, a lot like, of people would hear that story and go like, "Wow, oh, that girl must be fucked up." Yeah. Yeah. But, it's not, that's not but the I think case. just having like Z around, like Nana and like my grandma, and they're such put together women in their own different way. Yeah. Like I always sort of had that. Like in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing: the the, the loss of someone, um, is tra- although it's tragic, it mm. can be filled. Yeah. By other strong people. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, on that yeah. note. Yay! Let's, let's, let's get How cold. good? Let's I know this is getting around. It's, it's getting cold get, out here. Get, it's gonna rain. It's getting cold and dark. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. And that was the podcast. I hope the background noise wasn't too much for everyone. It was nice sitting in Centennial Park recording that though. Really enjoyed it. Siobhan was an interesting girl. There's a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know about her, which was really nice to learn about her. If you want to reach out to her for any reason, I'll leave her details in the show notes. Uh, Also, while you're at it, why don't you rate it five stars and give it a bit of a review. It just helps me push up up the list a bit more and more people can hear about the podcast. If you want to get in contact with me, uh, reach out to me, slide in my D- get into my DM, the, the Wandering Posty on Instagram, uh, the Wandering Posty on Facebook, and the Wandering Posty at gmail.com. Anyway, have a good week. Peace. <laughs>